This is a Federal News Network podcast. Federal chief financial officers say they're starting to rethink the scope of their duties, thanks to automation and the expansion of ranks of C-title executives. The Partnership for Public Service and Deloitte Consulting polled dozens of senior agency officials to gauge the future of the CFO. For highlights, Federal News Network's Jory Heckman spoke with former Office of Management and Budget Controller, now the Civilian Chief Strategy Officer for Federal at Deloitte, Dave Mater. It's been interesting in my roles in the IRS and then in the private sector and then back at OMB to see the perspective across the government in how things have changed over the last 30 years. And when you think about the annual government-wide audit results, they're pretty positive. And I think about changes that have taken place, especially in the last five to eight years around advances in technology, as well as in the use of data, have really started to take hold within that community. That, I think, is why we're focused on how can we now leverage these changes that continue to go forward in looking at how we're structured as a CFO community and what are the things that we want to be doing that we don't need to do anymore because of technology, things like RPA. Drilling down a little bit further into that structural question, it seems to be that one of the things we're hearing from the CFO community is performing that. Help me better understand the value proposition in standardizing these responsibilities. Back to my IRS experience, and you know, I was in the headquarters when we created the first time ever a CFO within the IRS. That's the sort of the model that Treasury used, where the CFOs had end-to-end responsibility from the budget to the actual execution. And what really surprised me when I went to OMB and had the opportunity to sort of work across the 24 CFO Act agencies, I was really surprised by the number of cabinet-level departments that had actually moved parts of what I consider core CFO functions to other organizations and have separate budget units. And I think as we think about how we can use technology data to reduce some of the transaction activities within the CFO, that gives the CFO the opportunity to be much more of a strategic advisor to cabinet secretaries and to mission folks. And having them have the responsibility, going back to this end-to-end accountability of budget to execution, I think personally, based on my experience, is the way to go in the future. Going back to your point about what the CFO shop should not be in the business of doing anymore, I wanted to get your thoughts further on on RPA and automation and what some of the low-hanging fruit are here in terms of of workflows that CFO officials are doing these days that could easily be automated. There's a lot of the data transmission between one system to another system where, where before we started seriously looking at RPA, people were key entering data or moving data from one Excel spreadsheet to another, the introduction, and I think the CFO community at large has done a good job of looking at those kinds of activities and saying, these are made for RPA. And some of the work that the CFOs at GSA and at the Treasury have been doing, I think, sets the path for the rest of the community to say, I don't need to do this anymore. And the reaction from the employees has been very positive. 
Another big trend in all this seems to be a lot of collaboration, especially in this data-driven, evidence-based policymaking front. And that really does seem to be a collaboration across the C-suite, new additions like CDOs, as well as chief human capital officers and CIOs. Help me better understand the role that CFOs play in that collaboration. I think CFOs are positioned uniquely to play the integrator role. And, And I know sometimes there's concerns about somebody trying to take over somebody else's function. But whether you're the human capital officer or the chief data officer or the CIO, they all have contributions to make to the mission. I think the CFO is at a point where they can play the role of the integrator, where they, in collaboration with their peers, bring these disparate data sets and results together in a position that agency leadership has a sort of end-to-end view of how am I actually doing in the mission delivery? Because that's what mission delivery is about. It's satisfying the needs of stakeholders, of citizens, of any organization external to the government. So I see the CFO as that integrator amongst the peer organizations that support a particular agency or department. One of the things that I also think is important to note, and if you look in the back of the report, we talk about sort of next steps. I think it's important we have to deal with this on a CFO community-wide basis, but it also, I think, is the opportunity for individual CFOs to, within their particular department or agency, actually move out on some of these things. It doesn't have to be a change in legislation. It doesn't have to be every CFO agrees to a certain set of recommendations. But RPA is an example. Looking at the future workforce and the future work is something that if I were a department CFO, I would start doing that now. Yes, we'd like to have government-wide solutions, but we also need to have individual action starting now. Changing gears here a little bit, certainly we've touched on your experience over at the IRS. They are in a very interesting time these days, managing not just an extended filing season, but also making sure that these pandemic stimulus payments are going out the door for all the households that need them, while at the same time ensuring that improper payments are are kept in check. Give me your impressions on how the IRS is handling taxpayer experience at this very unique time. You know, in my 33 years at the IRS, I've been involved in a couple of programs in the past that helped individuals and helped business. I think in fairness to everybody, not just the IRS, but the Small Business Administration, Health and Human Services, we have never seen the kind of complexity and scale of the assistance programs that the federal government is in the process of implementing. And I think they're doing the best they can with the resources that they have. But again, whether you're IRS or another agency, the scale and speed in which this had to be done is really unprecedented. So I think they've got good progress thus far. They're still issuing checks and they're still issuing direct payments and will continue until, you know, they've gotten all of the eligible recipients covered. But again, like I said, I think we need to keep in mind that we have never as a country dealt with a economic situation and a health situation of this magnitude simultaneously. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, 
If you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online. Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate plasma at a Griffles Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com.